Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Right, I'm Len, and uh, you're listening to What the Actual Fuck podcast. Don't know what the fuck that is. Some shit. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? fuckers and welcome to WTAF of this country podcast. Now first, he's the man that's made the switch from the Swindon branch to the Slay branch. He's brought along a video of his dog shagging another dog while preparing his dance for comic relief. It's Neil! And I'm going to combine all of them together next week. Are you? Yeah. Can we uh, video that? No. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, there have been many legendary crossovers, be it Mork having a Pepsi with the Fonz in Happy Days, YouTube it, kids, or the Simpsons and the Family Guy having a massive gangbang in one episode, or that may have just been the website I was on. Now we have the biggest crossover since the Avengers, where two podcasts of such stature meet in an epic encounter. Please welcome Jack, Danny and James from the Office fan podcast, The Wernham Blog. Hey! hey. I'm not looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> now this this is a first for us because this is the first time that we've we've done three in one go. Oh. I know. I oh. feel like there's going to be a lot of talking over each other here. It I happens feel... on our podcast all the time. So sorry, guys. We're going to bring down your yeah. podcast. We're going to do our best, though. I was going to say, do you have do you have a? Is there a system? Does somebody do you put your hand up like in school needing a wee or? Well, in the... When we recorded our first episode, we were thinking about doing a hands up system, but yeah. it just fell apart. It didn't happen. Okay. Okay. So yeah, now it's just it's just a free for all. Yeah, basically. But you can tell from my face when I want to say something. Yeah, but they can't see your face. Just irritate, you know, that irritate look. The you two can. Okay. Right. We'll start. I think normally we start by finding out how you found this country first, but I want to find out why you wanted to start a, a, an office podcast. Mm. Uh, so well, basically, we are from a generation that basically just quotes the office relentlessly. It's basically kind of part yeah. of our DNA. And as Annie said before on our podcast, we none of us would really be the same people if it wasn't for the office. So it's kind of yeah. kind of infiltrated our personality. So we haven't really got any choice. Mm. And, and also, also, it's the fact that there wasn't one, which is well, yeah, absolutely unbelievable, considering yeah. what a seminal show it was. And yet there was no podcast. We couldn't believe it, could we? No, no, it's true. No. So we thought someone's got to do one. 
So you're obviously yeah. fans of the podcast format then? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, I, I um, discovered podcasts quite late. I, um, I came into the party with uh, S-Town and Serial and stuff like that. And then I started listening to um, the, there's a really good one called Talking Bottom, um, about, obviously for Bad Bottom. And then I actually came across your guys' one, and it was around the time I discovered this country. So yeah, it's kind of almost almost down to you guys and uh, Bottom and stuff that we actually started it, because that was kind of what gave me the idea. Of course, that's James. Personally, I'm not a pod. I'm not generally a podcast fan. I, I just don't listen to them generally, like, or at least until we started doing this, I didn't. I've sort of gotten into them a bit more since, but yeah, in the past, it was just it wasn't something I ever do. So you don't even listen- I've jumped into podcasting without having a clue, really. You don't even listen back to our one, do you? Then? Yeah, he's no, 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 I don't. No, I do listen back, but I only listen back like you know once. I don't listen back to it like ten times, like you two. We got halfway through. The- <laughs> <laughs> I, use it, I use it to put myself to sleep at night. Yeah, I just I, constantly I, listen oh, to our podcast. I listen to it and I know what I'm going to say next. That's the trouble. It's predictable. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> I'm thinking it in true. my head again. <laughs> Do you laugh at your own jokes? That's the thing. Dude, that's how sad I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, he finds them funnier than anybody else, so it's natural that he'd laugh Ooh. at his own. <laughs> thing is, da- Danny is literally a walking, talking David Brent, so mm. yeah. And actually, that's another Same reason me. we wanted to bring the podcast out is because we kind of wanted to expose Danny to the world a little bit. <laughs> oh. For years, we were trying to get him to go on Big Brother and all this kind of stuff. And he, he just... That would have been wasted on me, that format. What? Too boring. <laughs> so is, is, is Danny your, is Dan is your Carl Pilkington then? Is he, is he, he's like your little secret weapon. This is the thing. This is what this is the little. That, that's the phrase. That's the phrase we've been trying to avoid the whole time. Yeah. But he basically is. Like, <laughs> right. Now that you mention it, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about? How do you yeah. feel about that, Danny? Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go and be bothered because you can't bring your phone or a book in. Not that the the Cal- 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 <laughs> That's the thought. That's the sort of thing he's thinking, isn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a bit like him, but in, maybe in not. Way. Maybe not quite as dry. Or, or rich. Or yeah. rich. No. Yeah. I'd mean, hate for you to think you're cheap comedy material. Danny. No, no. I'd mean, hate for you to. hate for you to think that. No, 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 no you, you carry, carry on. on. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what it's all about. So the thumbnail that you have for your podcast is basically your faces superimposed on characters of... Now, who chose which character you were going to be? Was there a fight on who was going to be David Brent and who was going to be Gareth? Or I think that always came naturally because James was the, uh, was the kind of ringleader of the podcast. We kind of automatically assumed he would be... That yeah. he would be put on David Brent. I think I just assumed it actually. I, I, <laughs> I, I did the Photoshop and I didn't even think about it actually. It just and, yeah, it did come quite naturally. I think it's partly because of physique as well. Oh, you know? no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Seth, because Seth's quite you know Mr. tall. Toad. Seth's quite sort of tall and wiry, isn't he? So yeah. he sort of suits the whole. Um, careful, know, careful, Danny. Thing, you're dawn but... in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got feminine side. <laughs> I'll it. So how many episodes are you up to now, guys? Mm. So we, we, yeah, we've, we've, we've kind of done really. I mean, so we've done the fourteen episode um, just reviews, and we kind of got to the end of it and thought, oh, okay, now what? So we're kind of looking at other options and different uh, different specials, I guess, that we can do. We've got a couple in the pipeline. Yeah, fourteen and more of these. More of these. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know. So you're uh, a fan of the American Office? Oh, opening a can of worms. There. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the American Office, actually. And it's a really interesting one because normally you get this really polarised perspective on this. So some people love it or hate it. And it's almost like you can't like both of them. You know, different shows, of different needs. You know, it's nice to be able to appreciate both. And yeah, I really like the American Office. I think you do just kind of have to see it as its own show, really. Yeah. Like, you don't, mm. if, as long as you watch it, and this, this is why a lot of people watch watch it, you know, if they binge it, they watch it from the very first series and they realise that the first series is pretty much just a remake of the first series of The Office. 
Yeah, that's and, then, and that puts people off. But if you start from pretty much, if you start from series two of the American Office, then you realise it's it's not the same show at all. It's completely different. If mm. you just take it as that, then it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. That's exactly what happened to me. I remember watching the very first episode of the of the American series, and I thought, this is just a, a rip off. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah. watching this. Um, yeah. But then when I went back to it, and I think I did, like you said, I, I started on series two. And Michael Scott is a completely different character to David Brent. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's still a dick. He's still an idiot. But he seems to have a lot more love. He cares about people, whereas David Brent is a lot more selfish and more about just himself. Yeah, well, you couldn't. You could quite lovable compared to David. Well, this is Brent. the thing. You couldn't yeah. have watched David. You couldn't have watched David Brent for twenty-four episodes of series nine series. I you, know. you, it would have just been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it just yeah. It would have been. Would, it would it now. <laughs> It would have become unbearable, I think. Yeah, you need one star. (laughs) (laughs) So, how did you? um, I'm going to jump back into this country. How did you discover this country then? Ah, so yeah, it it basically much with like everything with our lives, it always comes back to the office one way or the other. So, we are part of um, a various office quotes group on Facebook, and someone posted something sort of, "Oh, crumbs! Doesn't this guy look like Gareth Keenan?" And we're like, "Oh, actually, yeah, he does kind of look like Gareth Keenan." Actually, start watching it, and it's genuinely really funny in its own right so yeah it was probably just one of those bbc3 clips it was there it was that scene where he says about um when you find a woman you know you've got a piss on her oh, yeah. before, <laughs> some <laughs> other, before some other fella comes along that's, that, that's like that's the classic that's the classic um you know scene that bbc3 put out to um promote it originally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it came on that's the one that i remember actually yeah yeah and curtain does look so much like Mm. And like Mackenzie Crook in, in the office, doesn't he? Like it is it's pretty much uncanny. I remember, yeah, the first time I heard of, of uh, this country is when, yeah, on the on our office quotes group, someone had put up a picture of Curtin, and I did just think, who is this guy that looks like Gareth Keenan? I thought it was from a reality TV show or something. So I thought, yeah, I I didn't bother looking into it, but I just thought, but his face kept popping up on our on our quotes group, like pictures of pictures of Curtin. So yeah, so then in the end, I actually did a little bit digging and found out who it was. Mm. And, I, and then I read an article about. Um, about about the two of them, the brother and sister, and I remember just thinking, I remember being really jealous and thinking, what? So some actress just brings along her random brother and right right to the show, yeah. And then I, I watched it, and I was like really cynically, but then I was like, oh damn, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, I mean, you you because you like The Office and it's that mockumentary style. Was it easy to sort of fall in love with the uh, this country because it's the same kind of thing? I know it's not set in the same thing, but it's the same format, if you like, as a mockumentary. I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I'm quite cynical about uh, mockumentaries. Like, things of this country and uh, People Just Do Nothing is another example oh, love where you kind of, you, you do wonder whether it had to be a mockumentary. But I think they kind of, it does lend itself to, and it, it does lend itself to the mockumentary form. And actually, they use it to make a really kind of, actually quite a poignant point, aside from all the jokes, when every now and then it just pops up with yeah, 30%, 37% of people under 18, like people under 30 yeah. uh, in the Cotswolds are unemployed or something, you suddenly go, oh, actually, yeah. It's almost like a social <laughs> issues programme, isn't it, when you yeah. get those, those, those clips? No, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, it, yeah, yeah. It's something people don't think about because you think the countryside, you just think the chocolate box image of it, oh, mm. you know, Kirsty and Phil escape to the country. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. Get your multi-million pound house away from the horrible city. You don't think about the people that are, you know, yeah. young people being stuck there and yeah. not having jobs and having nothing to do and Losing yeah, all the struggling bounties. to make friends and relationships yeah. and being completely isolated, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't think about that. People just don't think about it. See, that's... That. That's really interesting because we we live in the time where it was originally set and where Daisy and Charlie come from, and yeah. we're, we're ten miles away from where yeah. they film it. Yeah. And 
yeah. we were we, we wondered how other people in other areas of the country would look at it because we look at it and we think we know people like that. We you know we yeah, yeah. we personally know some of the people that some of the characters are, uh, are based on. So yeah, it's yeah. really strange. But to hear you say that, sort of saying like, yeah, it's the, the picture box version of the Cotswolds is Lawrence well, Llewellyn, my, Bowen, and, and you know that kind well, of yeah, thing. Yeah. My only uh, interaction with the Cotswolds has been like, you know, family holidays, weekends away kind of thing, or driving through it to get to Gloucester kind of thing. And it, yeah, the, so it's, yeah, it's the, it's the chocolate box picturesque view of it. So when I watched this country, I actually, I'd never seen that side of it at all. Another reason I think the mockumentary style works really well is because they've got that classic look to the camera. I think Daisy does that superbly. She's oh, just yeah, got one this sort of, uh, just, she, she can portray so much with it. And it's just yeah. sort of this helpless sort of, hangdog look but yeah it's just superb so yeah that's one of the reasons it works we've said it before it's the oliver hardy look like like laurel and hardy it's the oliver hardy look at the camera and sort of you know i'm with this idiot but i'm just as much of an idiot as the idiot that i'm with kind of thing so when you once you discovered it was it something you binge watched or did you just you know take it take your time with it or I can't remember. I think I binged it, to be honest. I'd like to think, I'd like to pretend I have more self-control than that. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I like, if I like something, I'll just jump straight in and, and I'll nail it. But um, I think I came into it towards the end of series one and it was quite lucky because it was just around the time that series two was about to kick off. So I managed luckily to just hit series one and then jump straight into series two. You see, I, I initially actually found it quite hard to get into and to watch multiple episodes of like, as I did with The Office, just because it, I found a, it had that kind of bleak feeling. I found uh, I had to just watch like really maybe, maybe one or two at a time because it was a bit sad. But then by series two, I think it's got a bit more of a sort of, um, I don't know, it's got a bit more of an edge to it. I find it a bit easier to watch series mm. two. But yeah, series one, certainly I can watch it at night and I'm just like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny, but at the same time, it's kind of sad. It's got that real it's undercurrent. It's tragic comedy, yeah. 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 Very much like The Office. I mean, The Office yeah, is yeah, one of those yeah. shows where you'd be laughing at one minute and then in tears, which is one thing that I think Ricky Gervais does really, really well. Again, uh, with The Office, I, I now I still have to watch it one or two episodes at a time. I can't binge watch it, even mm. after all these years. I find it hard. Similar. Emotion, emotional, you know, emotional trauma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so going on to, like, your favourite episodes of this country, have you got any particular favourites that you like? Well, I really like the episode in series two where the uh, vicar's son comes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, good. Jacob. Yeah, yeah, with the um, with the drugs. Yeah. And, um, particularly, you know, the bit where he's coming up on the pill, which is, um, you know, I for my friends who take it, I understand it's a very accurate, uh, very accurate presentation <laughs> of doing pills. You know, see, I wouldn't know myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was yeah, it's very yeah, very well observed. Right. Um, I really like the Sketch Pro Festival. Uh, the very just, first one. The really, yeah, the very first one, because I just love how it sort of starts off with him wanting to get in the paper, and it ends with him getting in the paper. Do you know what I mean? And it's just got mm. that perfect sort of... It just links together so perfectly. So, mm. yeah, that, that's my favourite one. Okay. I quite like... Um... On, on all these kinds of shows, I quite like Bottle Episodes, the one where it's kind of like its own little separate episode away from everything else. And I think the closest that this country comes to that is Kerry's birthday, where they get lost in the woods. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. so that's that, that's that's my favorite. What about one. the oven space one? That's like that. That's like literally a two-handed episode. Oh, that, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, that is that is a good one. Yeah, yeah, where they're where they're in the kitchen. That's actually probably that's up there with Scarecrow for me because that's like I like I said earlier, I really like Bottom, uh, the TV show, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rick, Rick and Adrian are really really brilliant and you can tell when there's something's got really good writing when they can just literally be in one room for the whole thing and right. just just dialogue and mm. yeah it's superb so yeah i really like that one as well thinking about it i think it is one of the fan favorites that one isn't it yeah um, well, it's, it's it, high up there for me it's crazy cause when we spoke to daisy and charlie the reason that they did that episode was because they'd run out of money 
and they, did, <laughs> and they didn't have anywhere else that they could film, so they had to work out an episode of the two of them just in a room. And it's weird. Yeah, that's about bottle episodes. Yeah, that's kind of what happens a lot. Like in, um, there's an episode of um, Breaking Bad where they're with the fly. Where, with the fly, yeah. Which was again, again it was where again they ran out of money. Yeah, production ran out of money. Yeah, that's that's what these. Is that bottle, true? Yeah, that's what these yeah. bottle episodes. Where you have to, it's called the phrase comes from where you have to film it almost like in a bottle, like you kind of because mm-hmm. you have to just use the sets you've got, not cast any extras, just use the actors you've got and use the sets you've got. Yeah. 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 What about you guys? What's your favorite episodes? Well, like I say, mine's up there with other than space is up there. Um, oh, mine's mine's always been like I think Mandy is one of my favourite ones. Yeah, just because I think that Mandy as a character is just a it's just a perfect character. It's just a perfect comedy character, and it's one of those characters you can imagine would have a little offshoot threatening series. Letters. Threatening yeah. letters is another one. Threat- I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. And also the aftermath, the special. I think it's the first time that it really felt like a fan event. It felt like a Star Wars thing because people were predicting what had happened from the end of Series 2 going into the special. And everybody had all these theories about what was going to happen. And it was the first time it actually felt like a real geeky moment that everybody was, you know, delving into what they thought was going to happen and and who was going to do what and who was going to be in prison and stuff. So um, the aftermath is definitely one. I don't know how how did you guys feel about the, the special? Well, the special was actually that was the one that was the first one that I actually watched live when it was first out because I think I I binged it after series two. But yeah, series I I feel like the aftermath one was where the country had kind of caught up with it, and so everyone everyone was pretty much watching that one live when it came out, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I really like the special. I kind of I love the sort of moment of realization in Kerry's face when she realizes that her father is actually not Big Martin but Martin Mucklow. Do you know what I mean? That you see that kind of wash over her, which she starts to think that. It just shatters everything that she's got about her, her dad, mm. you know. So that was a really important moment. But the, the the jump from the end of series two to the special was an interesting one because one of the things we like about when we talked about The Office and all these other shows is the sort of the way that they they build the uh, mockumentary style into the set pieces of the show. And obviously, I kind of thought that it would go Kerry's way with the trial, and she wouldn't have confessed to it because obviously there's been cameras following her around. So presumably, the camera crew would be called as witnesses in the in the case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm glad that they, they followed that through and kind of Martin did go down for it because it would have been a bit unrealistic if he'd got off scot-free. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, I agree. So, um, oh, go on. No, go on, go on. I was going to say, obviously they're both mockumentary styles. How do you think uh, this country holds up to the office then? Uh, that's, that's a, a good, good question. question. Yeah. I would, I, I would say that I don't think it kind of... One thing I think about this country is that I don't think it necessarily needed to be a mockumentary like we said before but they do kind of they do kind of bake the form into the format and they kind of they, they get away with it and they do it quite well and, they, and it allows them to do the little um the intertitles where it says about you know the 37 percent of mm. people under 30 are, are unemployed in the blah, blah blah but it is one of those things where yeah i don't necessarily i think they could have done it in a way that didn't need to be mockumentary i think they could have done it as a more as a more classic like narrative sitcom see i gotta disagree i really like because the thing about mockumentaries is because you get the um mundane scenarios come out much stronger so yeah. when, there's so many points in the, this country where they're literally standing there doing nothing and they turn to the camera and say like aren't you lot bored of this yeah and stuff like that. yeah and that's true yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? it kind of you couldn't do that and if, unless it was because you'd have that sort of god's eye view of everything yeah and actually you wouldn't have these mundane boring moments so i quite like that they do that and some of the best lines do come out of the fact that yeah. they're, that they're kind of when they're talking to the camera and i love the yeah. idea of when they got lost in the woods on the way to the steam fair that not only were they walking through, but there was a cameraman and a yeah. boom operator. Like, oh, no, no, no. 
coming up through the woods. Yeah. Like, one of them even had to go down on his knees, presumably, to get a shot through the tent of that piece of shit. So <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it with that extra dimension, it's actually even funnier. Mm. But that's another link to The Office that you said about the fact that they're capturing the mundane and the boring. I mean, that was what was at the key of The Office, was the fact that everybody could... could they knew what it was like to work in a boring job. And they didn't sort of sugarcoat that in the office, did they? They 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 showed that everybody was bored with the job that they had, apart from David Brent. I suppose he was the one that enjoyed it because it was his stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. he loved it. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, so, you're, yeah, you're right, yeah. And I've, this, this country is clearly one of the shows that we have, but... But where the office's legacy lives on, kind of thing, mm. and I think that is that is why I love it because it does remind me so much mm. of the office. I mean, Especially yeah. like the use of talking heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so liberal with that. Even yeah, more so in the office. And absolutely, to be honest, it's, it's harsh to compare any show to the office from oh, my perspective. Yeah. But I can't think one. Maybe this. Maybe, maybe people just do nothing. But between this country and people just do nothing, they're probably the standout comedies. I'd say probably British comedies of the last maybe 10 years. Mm. I would say so, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they yeah, definitely, yeah, they definitely jump so, out. Yeah. Actually, yes, that's a good point, actually. To do to do a mockumentary after The Office is quite a, a brave thing, isn't Absolutely. it? And, I've, and I've, this country definitely kind of, it, it tackles the challenge head on. I think it, it, it does hold up very, very well. I kind of think it's a shame that it's ended up going out on like BBC Three, which is only online. That's yeah. probably limited its audience a bit. It's it not on Netflix. I it, could it, it, could have, it, could have, it could have gone to like BBC Two for a bigger audience. It's true. Like, you know, because when BBC got rid of BBC Three, I thought the whole they put programs like this back on BBC Two, but they're not. I mean, you guys have interviewed uh, Daisy and Charlie, haven't you? Yeah, 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 times, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you know why it went on to BBC Three and not one of? Well, the, they're, they're the ones originally. <laughs> um, they were going to have it not mockumentary style called Kerry, and it was going to be filmed in Cirencester. They did a pilot for ITV. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere, so they kept plugging oh, yeah, away. And then they changed it, and it was BBC BBC Three that came up and offered them the funding. So oh, that's okay, pretty yeah, much yeah. why. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was, I mean, it was shown on BBC One on a Saturday night, the first series. It was after it? Match of the Day, they used to show yeah. it, yeah. And, and it, then, it got quite good. I think they got a couple of million or a million they did. views. They, got, they? Good, they got quite good, good, good viewing, viewing figures. figures. And then the second series, I think, dropped on a Monday night, didn't it? Um, the following yeah, Monday, after it was right. released on the Wednesday here. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, I mean, there's there's... People say there's too much television, and people, you've got to find your little niche of, of where to put things... And yeah. I think it's I think it's going to find it's just going to depend on how long they're going to do it. I think because Daisy and Charlie are getting busier and busier with other things that they're doing. Yeah. That, that, that you know, I was going I to mean, ask. Oh, go on, go on, carry on. I was going to say they won the Baftas. They won yeah. the Baftas last year. I, I think they definitely found their audience. Now. Yeah, like, and mm. I did see today that Daisy has been nominated for Best Actress, another award, for some, some television awards. So that's and the Baftas will be coming up soon as well. I'd be surprised if they didn't get some kind of nomination. Definitely her. her. That is such a fantastic performance. I think that is probably the best comedy performance, UK British comedy performance, at least since since Ricky Gervais did David yeah, Brent. Yeah. It's such yeah. a it's such like a, a lived in performance, isn't it? Much like David Brent, like yeah. Uh, to the extent that I can't see her as anything other I was going to say, character. it's almost... Just almost... like with Ricky Gervais, he's just David Brent to me. Yeah, I'm almost... Like, does. You're just David Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I am almost a little bit a little bit worried about where she goes from here because she's yeah. obviously ridiculously talented. And I, I remember reading that she started out as a, as a serious... Well, she went to drama school to be a serious drama actress, didn't she? And I remember, her, I remember reading an interview of her and she said that it's just that when she tried to do Lady Macbeth, her, her fellow drama students just couldn't take her seriously, yeah. even, if, even though she wasn't doing anything funny. She's just so inherently funny. Mm, yeah. And I, yeah, it does make me worry, though, whether people will be able to see her as anything but uh, Kerry. I hope they can, because I'm sure she's got more to her. Yeah, she's. I mean, there's a, there's a few film uh, roles that are going to be coming 
coming, yeah, coming out over the next... Great Expectations is one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, she did that with uh, Armando Inucci and... Um, yes. Okay, great, she's in that. Okay, yeah, good. and she's also a voice in the, the new Doctor Doolittle, with, apparently. Yeah, Robert she? Downey Jr., yeah. Yeah, so she's okay. got, you know, they, they got stuff. Yeah, it's going to be weird seeing them in different... Like whether they start doing like straight drama and stuff like that, it's going to be very, very well, Charlie weird. Charlie is, isn't he? Charlie's... He's doing straight drama. Yeah. Next, so yeah. I wanted to ask you, you guys, about um, life on the road with David Brent, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the one so... subject we tried to tactfully avoid. Oh really? Oh, really? Well, I mean, it's it, 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 so obviously not not a uh, positive reaction to that movie then. I'm a bit worried about what I can say because I know um, Jack doesn't like upsetting Ricky Gervais. But, <laughs> he, I mean, he won't be listening. He won't be listening. But I'll be <laughs> honest, I thought the film was a pile of. No, no, to be fair, the it wasn't very good, basically. It, it was my opinion. It was. To sum it, up. it had a very merchant shaped hole in the writing. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was. It, they really. He... It was a bit self-indulgent. I think a lot of the sort of. Narcissistic. <laughs> he's just got his thesaurus ready, hasn't he, with all these different words he wants to come. Yeah, you open the floodgates now. Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't, but the very act of making it was a bit David Brentish of Ricky Gervais. I yeah, thought. I think you're thinking, thinking probably yeah. right there, Danny. I mean, yeah, yeah. to be fair, we've, we've had a lot of people asking us, "Are you going to do a, a, a podcast on the life on the road?" And and to be honest, I we've talked about it and we've had sort of thoughts about how we would do it, whether we would do it, but none of us really kind of like it enough to do it. So we don't feel like. It would be fun to do or listen to. Yeah, there's no. Like, I mean, there is lot. There is lots of podcasts that trash bad movies and stuff. But yeah, I don't really want to, to put that negativity negativity out into <laughs> but the world. Also, I'd rather talk for an hour. And up. Well, it takes us three hours to record our hour long episode. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather spend three hours talking about something I like. Yeah. But to be fair, and also we're slagging it all off now, right? <laughs> It, it's yeah. Oh, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> well, to be it, fair, it, it's, it's not very good, is it? Let's be honest. What do you guys think? Do you like it? No. Well, I, see, I like some no, of the songs. I like I like some of the songs, but I completely agree that it it didn't feel like anything from the office. It, no. it felt like the Stephen Merchant just part was missing. To be fair, when you look at things like, um, have you seen Hello Ladies, the Steve Merchant dark, um, yeah. comedy series in America? That had a Ricky shaped hole in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. one of the things where two personalities okay. just. <laughs> the two personalities work so well together, uh, and and then in a way, that's kind of why Daisy and Charlie are, are going to, you know, go from strength to strength because actually they're not they're they're, they're unfortunately they're tied together by blood. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be as easy to just go their separate ways. Come back to the Gallagher's. Wow. It was Ross. So so was there? I mean, as you're more sort of Ricky Gervais leaning if that's the right way of putting it and what was the reason that they stopped writing together is there a falling out between the two of them or i know they probably officially would say no there isn't but there's so many uh if, i mean you can just type it into google and there's so many kind of fan theories on what happened but yeah i to be, to be honest personally i think that it's just that they're, they're so they're so different in age like i think when when they started Steve Merchant was 25 and Ricky Gervais was 45, so I think it's just natural. Oh, yeah, he wasn't 45. Oh, 45? Ricky Gervais, yeah, you're blind. So I think... Pinocchio boy over here. So there, there was, was at least... Okay, but there was at least a 15-year difference. There was a big age difference. I think that just naturally they were just going to go their own separate ways. And I also, I get the impression... I love... We like, yeah, we all, we all love Ricky and Gervais' work and Steve Merchant's, but I get the impression after listening to all the podcasts of the two of them, it must be difficult to be in a confined space with Ricky for a long period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? One of those guys. 
Well, yeah. you can tell from the XFM shows, they always drop in little anecdotes about how, like, Steve Merchant, Steve Merchant didn't get invited to Jonathan Ross's party, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Ricky Gervais goes to a David Bowie concert and meets David Bowie, yeah. and Merchant wasn't invited. I think they probably just had different social... But I um, imagine they're on good terms, and then maybe hopefully one day they'll get back together. But... Well, if I can just quote another podcast, Wittertainment, Stephen Merchant was on there promoting his new film, and he did say it is something they're looking to in the future, but there's no plans at the moment. Right. Okay. So that's what Stephen Merchant said on there. Yeah. So have you enjoyed uh, the other stuff that Ricky Gervais has, has done? I mean, like Extras, Life is Short, and stuff like that? I think we all love Extras. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But maybe, yeah, Extras is brilliant, I thought. Almost almost up there with The Office. But, yeah. Um, but like again, that was with Merchant, though. Yeah. yeah. And, then he did, and then he did Life's Too Short. That and was De- a bit rubbish. I like Life's Too Short. Yeah. You just like everything, unless it's The Office. Derek, all Extras. No, yeah. Cemetery Junction was pretty good. So, you know, they, again, they, with Merchant. Yeah, again, when they worked together, <laughs> the only thing they did together that I wasn't so keen on was Life's Too Short. Yeah, I thought I it was just that. a case. It wasn't so much it was bad. It was just a case of, like, it just got a bit, it felt a bit stale, you know? It felt like, a bit like it had been done before better. Yeah. The trouble is, that's everything is secondary compared to The Office, you know what I mean? What, you know, they, yeah, but that's ex- that's thing, Extra yeah. still had that edge, which... Oh, you went again then. <laughs> you just fro- was you playing with us then? Because you look like you, you froze again. I, I don't know whether it's true or not now. Yeah. Um, um, but to put a positive spin on that, uh, po- Ricky Gervais post The Office career, his new Netflix show is supposed to be very, very good. It's got mm. it's got pretty much all around great reviews. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, that was like today, wasn't it? Uh, was it today or was it this week? Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was this week. Yeah. That yeah. Day. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. Go. I'm a bit of a plug there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you mention Derek? Were you fans of Derek then? No, oh, I know a lot yeah, of people yeah. that were, but no, I, I, I was way, way too uh, saccharine. And, this is, this and, is entrapment. And... He wants us to yeah. <laughs> Derek was all right. It was very. It was almost. Um, it, it was over. It was sentimental without an edge. I felt. You yeah, know I mean, it was. It was. It, I felt like. Again, missing Steve. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we've just become too accustomed to work, them working together and too much, too obsessed with the office. Well, I'll tell you who was brilliant in Derek, and I do actually, despite not liking it, I can I can watch the YouTube clips of, of his best of and like the you know the behind the scenes of Derek and just laugh my ass off. Is I don't even know his name, but the uh... Brian Figueres thingy. What's his name? The guy with the beard. Yeah, the guy with the beard. Oh, I can't remember his name. But this is this is terrible podcasting. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's the guy fine. With the beard. Uh, he was in Seventy Junk as well. He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And what annoyed me a bit about Derry was like it was supposed to be all about the old people, and yet their character development was so poor. There was like nothing about it. I didn't watch it enough to know if there was any. There was no like emotional depth to it. It wasn't you know supposed I mean? to be about the old people, Danny. They were wrinkly props. They were, they were exactly, they were exactly. But yeah, exactly. I didn't. I thought it was. I thought it could have been done a lot better. Wrinkly <laughs> props. That's a great. <laughs> that should be. Thought, you know, that should be their IMDb entry, isn't it? Like, wrinkly. Brian prop. Johnson. Wrinkly prop. I think we should the, start an agency <laughs> of it. <laughs> In the episode, remember the episode where they had the put where the person died and they had Coldplay fix you as they were there. Oh, God, that yeah, that, that's much. the thing. That, 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 <laughs> that exemplifies oh, what's bad about Derek, yeah. Yeah. So this has been uh, Derek talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, I actually cried at that bit. I, I did that, that. I was a sucker for that bit. That bit when because wasn't that when his dad turned up as well? Yeah, that was really sad. I like that bit, to be fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for those for those sort of saccharine, sad bits. But uh, yeah. um, we'll go back to The Office. Have we asked you what your favourite episodes of The Office are? I don't think we have, have we? No. I'm going to really put you on the spot now. I think all three of us pretty much got the same answer, I would have thought. We all training, say, right? We all say training, but I well, also no, I don't Christmas, Christmas specials. 
Mm. Right. Well, they're right up there. Has, and has, has yours been training like before we started the podcast and to now? I would say so. Yeah, quiz, see, quiz or training. See, yeah. I've had a bit of a change of heart. I like motivation now. When I previously didn't think Get about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty strong that episode. Actually, doing doing the Werner Blog podcast and watching them all back, it did make me just realise how consistent the office is. Like it just literally mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. hit after hit. There's no bad episodes. If you watch, if you binge it, you never you're not gonna have a bad time. It's gonna it's just hit after hit after hit for for 14 episodes. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of so he's copying out of what's that name? Yeah. But yeah, but I wonder how long this country is going to kind of go because I know they're doing series three, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's commissioned. We the don't rumor know when is, yeah, we don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but um, the rumor is that there will be a third series. Because at the moment, yeah, they're all about live the office, then. Yeah, we'll have yeah. In terms but, of episodes. But at the moment, they're pretty much hit after hit after hit. At the moment, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a bad episode of this country, and I just wonder how long. The especially with the mockumentary format, I think those kinds of shows do kind of have a have a, a slight shelf life. Although people just do nothing, it's been going on for like six series. Well, yeah, exactly, it? and that's just even that's even that's just finished. The thing is, that this country, there's so many places they can go with it. I there think. is, yeah, definitely. It's it's crying out for like a sort of end to the arc. You know what I mean? Some kind of progress, like more progress. I think there's potential. Mm. In it. I think if there was a third series, the characters would have to follow something of an arc. In, yeah, no, I've, oh yeah, like you know, something would have to happen with like Kerry, with like I mean, Curtin. There is a subtle arc. I mean, I think I, yeah, I, yeah, I, but... I'm waiting for at some point Curtin to leave Fly. fly yes, yes, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They already, I mean, what's good about this country is and then it'll be over. Yeah, because they they, <laughs> they don't they don't hammer it home like. Yeah. If, but if if you watched episode by episode, you wouldn't really notice an arc. But you know, if if you watch through through the whole series, you can see there is the story of like, especially with Curtin. I think when you, I think when yeah. you watch it back, you realise that Curtin really has the arc. Kerry is the Kerry's the Brent. She's kind of just she's the anchor. She's gonna stay in. in... You're the anchor, mate. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna stay. In the, she's she's gonna stay in the village forever. But the 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 curtain story about whether he's gonna leave or not. That's the Tim's Tim, isn't that's it? That's for Tim and Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's yeah. The, yeah, there's, yeah. 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 Exactly. exactly. What I was thinking. So yeah. at at some point, I think they're gonna have to deal with that. Either say either kind of imply that he's going to stay forever or kind of let him fly the nest have an episode where he goes to bristol on a night out or something mm. yeah. <laughs> to the real world yeah so do you think curtain's your favorite character then i think it's got to be kerry i mean it's, it's a bit of a boring choice because she's the main character kind of my favorite character yeah. maureen mcloll for me <laughs> see I, I i really like the vicar He's good. Go. Oh, it's, it's the massive bollocks. <laughs> it's just, you know, when he says about um, Jacob getting into a bit of bother with heroin. some heroin. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does have that really brilliantly dry delivery, doesn't he? And actually, you heard, listened to your episode the other day with um, Francis when he comes back. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, really nice. Really good to hear. And uh, yeah, what, the, the bit when he, I, I shared it on Facebook recently, actually, it was the bit when he says, oh, we, we, we stopped the swearing and, you know, they hardly said the F word at all the other day. We, we did have a couple of C's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. Right, before we carry on, we're going to play a little bit of a game. Um, okay. Again, we have never done this with three people before, but uh, instead of um, working out... What, we can play Kerry or Curtains. So I'm going to give you a line of dialogue. You have to tell me whether it was Kerry or Curtain. Okay, so how, how okay. does it work? Well, you're going to have to confer with each other, all right? And we'll, you, you can have, we'll have a consensus and you can choose between yourself because... I do five of them, and uh, I just wasn't going to do fifteen. I just, I just wasn't going to bother because I just, you know, I mean, you know, that's just too much work. It's university challenging, basically. Right. I'm excellent at this, by the way. Yeah. So, 
because there's three of you, I expect you to get five out of five for this. There's no excuses. So here's number one. He's a fucking scumbag and he's going to stitch you up. I would say that was Curtin. So you can confer if you would like. Curtin. So we had Curtin. It is Curtin. Well done. One out of one. Number two. You will write to me, won't you? Kerry, yeah. You're going to go for Kerry? Absolutely. Oh, that was a terrible ding of my bell then. Ding, well done. Two out of two. Number three, you may as well stuff your face with it. Aaron. Is it curtain? Yeah. And he makes the cake for the... (laughs) Curtain, yeah. Three (laughs) out of three. Number four, it's not really what I'm looking for at the moment. And on the monitor with Mandy. Okay, so curtain. Four out of four. Oh, Here we go. 100%. This is it when it will freeze. It will freeze now. People get five out of five. We've, I think we've only had two that have got five out of five. I think so. The last one was our American guest, wasn't yeah, it, Greg? Did, yeah. Here we go. Number five. They want you to beat them up. They want curtain. you to beat them up. Curtain. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I think it's Curtin. Because Curtin says, "Do you want me? They want to beat me. They want to beat me up, don't they?" they and then Curtin says, no. "Yes, yeah." Curtin says it. Curtin says it. Yeah. Well done, well you. Done! <laughs> five out of five. I've never seen so much happiness. <laughs> <laughs> now we've set a precedent, though, that everybody's well, going to invite their friends along to help. Well, you know, but five oh, out of five. Get the record. That's it. You are. I mean, if if you were here, we'd give you some kind of handshake. Uh, uh, yeah, we've got a poo pen over there. We'd give you a poo pen. Have a pizza or a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you eat Double it from pizza. the inside. Cooked on the top shelf. Exactly. Exactly. So back to the office. Then is uh, David Brent your favourite character? Yeah, for me he is. Yeah, yeah. Again, boring answer, but yeah. It's hard to have James. James loves Neil, so well, to be fair, it'll be if you, a no from him. It's obvious. It's too easy of an answer to say David Brent. So if we were to take it, to say David is red. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, like Danny said, Neil is a really good character because he kind of, he puts David under pressure that you've never seen him before. So Series 2 is a whole different animal. And without Neil, we wouldn't have Series 2. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I really like the way that he comes in and puts David under enough pressure to change him. Yeah, and he is a great uh, foil to Brent. Isn't mm. he? Like, he really is kind of the, uh, what Brent needed for Series mm-hmm. 2 to kind of have that real pathos, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he, he's everything that Brent wants to be, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah, and and what, what series one was missing, watching it back, was a kind of an antagonist. I mean, Brent was the antagonist really in series one. He's a lot more cruel in series one than people remember. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 the antagonist in series one. But what you needed in series two for it for it to have worth as a show, you needed to kind of by the end of the, the run of the office feel for Brent. And I don't think if they'd ended it in series one, you'd really do that as much. Mm. What they needed was someone to show to show us as an audience. Uh, but Brent wasn't actually all that bad. He was just a bit pathetic in mm. and need and, and, <laughs> and, that, and that's what Neil does. So yeah, actually Neil Neil's a good answer. Good one, James. Well, it was the, it was the two moments in the Christmas specials I can remember watching it when I was watching it live. It was the moment when Brent tells Finchie to fuck off, which was one of those. Oh, oh yes, he's done it. Well done. And it, just the look on Finchie's face is like, what, what, what did they do wrong? And then the, the other moment is when the car is driving away and Dawn yep. is looking at that pit. And all I was shouting was, turn the fucking car around, go. And then when you think, 
they've they've lost it. No, no, it's never going to happen. And then that moment when it she, he comes, she comes in, and she's never looked fitter. I must admit, she's never looked. Yeah, fitter. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah I do. That, that's Gazoo. a a great moment. It's a fantastic yeah, moment. It was, and that's probably, and we, we, yeah, that's one of the most, I think, probably iconic moments in British comedy television, if not British co- television. Do you know what I mean? Because that was the we talked about um, Tim and Dawn being like Ross and Rachel from mm. the UK. And actually, the, the whole country was on their feet. I think when that actually that happened, and and for me, that Yazoo song is quite a, uh, it you know it really it really gets me going. That song because you know you, you associate Ooh. it with that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a wobbly table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when Gareth says, oh, "Hang on, she's got a boyfriend," and then she goes, yeah. "No, I haven't, or not anymore, or whatever." It's just a lovely moment, and the little smile on David Brent's face when he looks at the camera and just goes, gives that little smile. It's just so cute. It's such a fantastic moment. It really is. Well, I think that's a smile on Ricky's face rather than David's. Uh, you know what I mean? The idea that actually he's seen that scene and thought, "Wow, that was we couldn't have done that better if we'd done a hundred takes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they'd ever go back? Do you think if if Stephen Merchant and David and uh, uh, Ricky. I was going to say Russell Brand. I don't know if I was going to say Russell Brand. <laughs> that would be something interesting. Do you think they'd ever go back and do another office? But yeah, so they, they were so proud after series, after the Christmas special, weren't they? Saying like, oh, we, you know, two series and, and, and a special and then that's <coughs> it, we're done. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I think that's one reason why I was so disappointed in Life on the Road. I kind of almost felt like Gervais was betraying his uh, his his fan base there. Well, yeah. And I kind of, yeah, I kind of, so, so I hope they kind of just stick to it because, I mean, it's so perfect. They will. They won't bring it back. They, 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 I think there was a, like a documentary about sort of 10 years afterwards when everybody went back and there was sort of um, really in-depth conversation with their peers on Talking Heads about the how important it was as a cultural thing. Yes. And then the first thing Ricky says is, we just mustn't. We just mustn't go and redo this again. You know, the office. And he was absolutely right. And um, and I don't think they will. So I'd hope they work together again, but not on the office. Well, I think that especially <coughs> especially Martin Freeman doesn't need to do it. So if they ever did it, I bet he would. I I can imagine Martin Freeman wouldn't do it. It's, and then yeah. you've you got the office reunion without Tim, and it's just pointless. it's too precarious. I mean, I'm I'm sort of shitting myself a little bit with this uh, Sopranos prequel that's that's coming out. You know, because oh, I'm a massive fan of Sopranos. But luckily, it's got um, what's his name, uh, Chase. Um, you know, direct, Chase, yeah, directing creator, and everything. Yeah. So hopefully it will still stand up. But and it's Gandolfini's son, isn't it? Playing, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. But, but um, these yeah. things are just never as like they they just never live up to your expectations, Especially do they? When it's been left for years and years yeah. like that, it's different. If, if they'd done like an office film like after one year with Steven Merchant, it probably would have been quite good. But just leaving it for 12, 15 years and then coming back, it just it doesn't yeah. work. No need. You've lost, also, you've lost the freshness, you've lost the vitality. I also think those things, especially with the Sopranos prequel with David Chase is doing, the creator of the original Sopranos, it's almost like he's gone 20 years and realised he hasn't done anything really <laughs> since the Sopranos, so he's got to go back. So if they ever did the office, a, re- a reboot of The Office, it would almost be like Gervais and Merchant, both of them, admitting defeat. And that would be no a sad point. future if that was to happen. So mm. I think the only, the only reason we'd see an Office reboot is if something's gone badly wrong for Gervais and Merchant. So I fingers crossed it doesn't happen because I don't well, know. Well, when's it coming then? <laughs> <laughs> we won't see an office. He's made his money. He need to. Anyway, <laughs> even if he does, nothing can ruin what we've already got. So. That's true. And that's right. the other thing. Life on the road. It's, it, it's not, not the office. It's just it's 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 not canon. It's and therefore, fiction. but but therefore, it's it can't damage the office. It can't do any damage to what we've already yeah. got because it isn't the office. So yeah, yeah. I, I I don't begrudge them at all for him for doing it at all. It's yeah. You know, they, they drop that life on the road on the front. Franchise about fifteen quid's worth of damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Danny throwing in really tenuous office uh, yeah. so, yeah. so, 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 if you think about it, how often during a day do you stick this? Uh, oh, it's going to be the, the office quotes into normal day-to-day life. 
unfortunately I've got an enabler at my work. <laughs> so every time we have a meeting or every time you ask me to do anything, I make it about the office. <laughs> when you ever stop me and I just say, oh, don't put any more... This is scary. Don't put any more money in stock. <laughs> just ridiculous. And everyone else just looks bewildered like we're mad. You know, it's like being part of a weird family, really. It is Office weird. Quoting. It definitely is weird, I'd say. I mean, it's one of those things, though, because it's so... The, the quotes are so applicable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're just everyday mundane. Life. You can just slot them in, slot them in wherever. Yeah. Oh, wasn't that essential? <laughs> 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 and, and the thing is, for the untrained ear, it doesn't even sound like you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? You could just get away with it and people just think, oh, he's a bit weird. But uh, yeah, and then, and then in the back of your mind, you're just laughing away, really. And if you happen by somebody that actually picks up on what you're doing, that's so, when you make a friend for life. It's like you a dog I mean? whistle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm slipping in an office quote and I thought I'd go away with it and I don't do that in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> because I suppose because oh, you're in this office bubble, if you like, with the podcast, you think that yeah. everybody knows yeah. every we've had the same thing with mm. this country we'll say things like oh you're a cock womble or something like that and somebody <laughs> look at you in horror saying what have you what, yeah. what did you just call me you think ah right you've not watched this country then okay fair enough <laughs> so it must be weird when you come do you try and convert people to the office i do but i i always think like with people that haven't watched it yet i always think it's almost too late now <laughs> people that come to it now in 2019 just they i don't know they often just don't get it as much as we maybe did in 2001 I think maybe it's actually quite dated now. It's sort of it doesn't seem as applicable to the world as it did then. I don't think it's aged as badly as some other <laughs> things. Like we talked about Alan Partridge, which came out series two around the same time, right? Oh, it's very dated, but still very funny. Yeah, oh, indeed. But it's kind of it's it's it hasn't aged as badly. And even when you look at all the um, old monitors and and all that kind of stuff, and how no one's got a mobile phone, it, it hasn't. The comedy's still still valid, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, obviously. I just mean in terms of like the world it came out in, you know, the world of docu soaps, the yeah. world of like, you know, being famous just for being yeah. on the program. Nowadays, that would seem it just doesn't make sense well, of in the one world. And it's impossible to not be in touch with the real world as well when you're in, in nowadays, obviously, because if David Brent existed now, he'd have a Twitter account, he'd probably have a podcast, he'd have a YouTube channel, he'd have uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd be more than aware of what the world thinks of him. Mm. Whereas with in that time, he was in this really insulated bubble. Mm. Uh, a bit like us, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But then again, with the with the Me Too movement, he probably would have been struck off Twitter and and yeah. YouTube and everything because he'd have said something that he shouldn't have, or he'd have made some you know, well, comment. Yeah. We we spoke about that on on the podcast. Actually, there's a couple of episodes in series one where there is a very strong sexism 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 in the workplace theme throughout, and we we kind of did have a little conversation about whether it would work now in the yeah. in the Me Too era kind of thing. It's really interesting to watch because it's quite uncomfortable some of it, and I, mm. I genuinely don't remember it being as uncomfortable at the time. And different you know, there's, there's it was a different one. That's why I'm kind of what I'm saying. I mean, you, there was there's scenes where he deliberately looks up the girl's skirts and sort of shoehorns them into a corner so they have to talk to him with his legs spread open. It's really awkward and really seedy and horrible. But at the time, like I said, I just don't remember it being that bad. And that probably speaks more about me uh, in yeah. my younger years. But it's a cultural thing. I think it's the time we live in. Everything is more heightened now. Everyone's more worried about what they say and who they say it to and how they say it. That, Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think David Brent would be the same lovable character now. I think he would be thought of as sleazy and yeah. and very un-PC. Well, if they wrote it now, they'd probably have to make him a bit more like Michael Scott from the American Office, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, more kind of cuddly and lovable. Yeah, yeah, Def definitely not. They wouldn't be able to have a scene where he kind of puts the CV on the floor and looks up his assistant's skirt. Yeah, and then and played for laughs, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like. I obviously, you know, I'd like to think that there will be another comedy like The Office again, just as the great that I will love just as much. You know, that can still be made. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Because. 
even in this PC world, you know, that we live in, can still happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it has to be non-PC for you to love it, don't yeah, 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 exactly. He's not going looking up skirts, he's not interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, right, so I was going to say, you you've sort of come to a bit of a, a pause in the podcast, or...? Yeah, so we've done all the episodes. Well, so. we've done all the episodes. We're going to take a break. We've sort of um, approached a few cast members, and we've got a few things lined up for some specials and some guests and things like that. Um, we've got our podcast awards, our office oh, yeah. awards coming up. Yeah, we kind of, after we finished doing the episode-by-episode episode recaps, <clears throat> we uh, came up with some uh, award categories, such as best talking head and uh, most awkward moment. Gave a, put out, uh, our, chose our five nominees, put that out to our um, our fan base online, on Twitter and on Facebook. And they've been voting on it, and we're going to kind of reveal the. We're going to do a special podcast where we reveal the winners to ourselves and have a discussion about it. Mm. So yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, how did you guys sort of make the leap from sort of episode by episode analysis to just general discussions? Because it's it's quite a a thing to do, really. Because when you're looking at such a specific show, well, it's we've been very lucky because we've we've had the access to people that make the show and and people that have starred in the show and people that have written the show so we've been very very lucky in the fact that we've had that sort of access that no one else has been able to have really uh we're amazed that we've managed to get i mean this this will be episode 72 so wow. that's that's crazy considering there's only 13 episodes in the comic relief yeah. special <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous so it's um but you must be sick of talking about it well it's not that it's the the, the, the <laughs> These it's, these these episodes, like we're doing with you, which we call super fan episodes, they're all ba- loosely based in the same sort of format. But your story is completely different to the last super fan episode that we did, you know, because they may have come to this country in a completely different way than you have, or the next people, you know. So, trying to find people that have got an interesting story but are also fans of this country, it's it's a nice way of being able to keep talking about the show, even though like there are only. A handful of episodes to talk about yeah and even though it is a BAFTA winning show this country it still feels like a little niche a little secret doesn't it yeah so there is more more so than the office if anything yeah definitely yeah yeah so there is these yeah I I can imagine you find that there is these super fans that just really do want to talk about it and share their enthusiasm for it again this sort of comes back to what I was saying earlier like do you think like nowadays with all Netflix and online TV and everything do you think it's possible for a TV show to have the same uniting impact it once once did do you think it's possible to have like a really massive comedy anymore Possibly I not. I don't know, actually. Yeah, I think to be honest, I it's bet. Harder. I reckon it's a lot harder now. I can yeah. imagine if the if the Office was released now, it would probably have about the same kind of uh, fan base and attention as this country has. Mm. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's hardly like. You know, I wonder if there'll ever be another like Forty Towers or Only Fools and Horses, the like, thing well, that everyone watches. The things that you're talking about are the milestones that basically create new genres, almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the cringe comedy didn't really exist as much until the Office came along. So that, that and, and similarly. Um, I'm thinking things like um, Monty Python and stuff like that. These are the sort of the, mm. the things that really change everything. So yeah, I, I, the generation no defining comedy. Exactly. Yeah. It will. It's inevitable. I mean, we probably won't get it. By the way, when, yeah, when yeah, it yeah. Does come out, That's the other thing. Nowadays, we don't all sit down. We, the nation doesn't sit down to watch the telly together. You know, we all like, oh, what have you been watching on Netflix? What episode are you up to? Yeah, so but Charlie, Charlie did. Yeah, the the world's changed, isn't it? The world's yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. Before Monty Python, there's probably someone like Charlie Chaplin who was on the cinema anyway. So the, the medium yeah. that you consume it may change, but and that's why it probably will be on YouTube. It'll probably be a YouTube star, to be honest. Yeah, the, yeah. That yeah. comes along, some kid out of California basement who yeah. just sets the world alight with something brand new and none of us get it. But yeah. I think the nearest thing that, that like you're talking about, appointment TV, I think is still Partridge. 
I think it's still yeah, yeah, Monday yeah. night, yeah. 9.30. Yeah. That's the first time in a long time that I've made sure that I've been in front of the TV because I would normally watch like The Office or The Thick of It or something like that, just Arrested Development over and over again because there's yeah. nothing good on TV. Yet last night I made sure I was in front of the telly at half nine because I wanted to make sure I saw, I saw the next uh, Partridge. That's yeah, that's a mission for Series actually. 2 as well now. Yes. It has, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that, that to me, is the one <laughs> thing that I think we've spoken before, is that over however many years, what's it been, 20 years now? So, uh, yeah, day to day was, yeah. That was the that early... Was 20 years, wasn't it? Yeah, that so it's about picture, yeah. probably earlier than that. No, it was, yeah, oh, But it's been so consistently good all the way through. But so yeah, different, it's... different formats, different things they've got him to do. It's quite funny. It used to be like a thirty-year-old playing a fifty-five-year-old man, and now he's a fifty-five-year-old man playing a fifty-five-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hasn't got older, has he? Yeah, that's no, true. exactly. But I don't, <laughs> think that, I don't think there's ever been a character that has actually has actually grown up in real time, which I think is a fantastic, great way of doing it with audio books yeah. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is actually David Brent could have become a, a Partridge-esque. Absolutely. Which maybe actually was what Gervais was trying for, because he did the guitar lessons on YouTube. That's an interesting and he did idea. the film. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't really know why it didn't happen, actually, and, and why fans didn't welcome it. It's because Alan Partridge doing all the different mediums he did, like he, he did his chat show, then he did uh, the, obviously, so there was No Me Knowing You, then there was I'm Alan Partridge, mm. then there's been Mid Morning Matters, then he's done his, <clears> his little individual documentaries for Sky, he's done his book, and now he's on... Um, Again, there's no one, the one show. The one show, the yeah. The one show's perfect for, for but, mm. but But throughout the whole, the whole way, I don't really know if... I don't, I don't really sense any cynicism from the fans, like, oh, God, this is the one where he's going to jump the shark. Why yeah. are you doing this? Every time Ricky Gervais does a new does a new thing as David Brent, there's always a... The fans just kind of, like, just breathe like a sigh, like, oh, God, what's he doing now? Kind of, Why is he ruining it? So I wonder why why people haven't accepted David Brent or allowed him to branch out to different mediums the way they have with Partridge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that is interesting. I don't know whether maybe it's because they've got new people writing for Partridge now, so it's sort of like a fresh... Inside like yeah, the Gibbons brothers, maybe that's a different way, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I think that's it, chaps. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I will say congratulations on the five out of five. That's very that's impressive. Awesome. Yeah. Very that's impressive indeed. Um, if you want to uh, let the listeners know where they can find your podcast and uh, all those information. Okay, uh, well, you can find us on, uh, I mean, if you just Google Word and Blog, we, we, we pretty much the only That's Word and Blog. That's such a lazy way so of giving up, you a link. But we're, uh, is it wordandblog.podbean.com? Oh, we're, we're, we're on Podbean and we're called Word and Blog. Yeah, yeah. And, you can, and you can find us if you search us on iTunes and uh, we're on uh, um, Twitter, forward, our Twitter handle is at yep. Word and Blog. And we've got our Word and Blog Facebook, plus our, if you type into Facebook, the UK Office Greatest Quotes, that's our quoting page, but mm-hmm. where it all started before we were even were Word and Blog. Um, and we've got a live party coming up in London. Um, if anybody wants to come to that, you can't because it's sold out. <laughs> just, but, we're just bragging. Maybe, <laughs> but to be, fair, to be fair, we are going to do another one in Bristol. So hopefully you've got, I think, imagine you've got a pretty big listener base down there. Absolutely. So down in Bristol, um, probably in June, around the end of June. So, yeah, look out for that. Awesome. We'll put some of the uh, links to all of your bits and pieces uh, in the show notes so that if you, if you, any of you listening uh, want to check it out, and please check it out because I do feel there is, I will do it, that kind of, mm, there, yeah. is, there is that. I've just done the uh, interlinking of the fingers between this country and, 
and I feel we're like brothers now. I feel like we're now, yeah. Next time, if we ever get to meet, we should do that like one hand each, interlocking <laughs> fingers, and do it like a. Well, you guys, you're on the guest list for the uh, Bristol party. For well, sure. that's very kind oh, of you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, and we'll we'll come and bring you some goodies if we can get there. We'll come and bring you some free fix it, uh, some uh, some free swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 just a um, screw fix catalogue. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, guys. It's been really fun talking to you. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Neil, do you want to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping? Right, Can you get it let's right have this a go week? Here we go. No, we won't get it right, but the we'll bell, have a go. The bell so is ready. we are on all the social medias, so that'll be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, mm-hmm. and uh, WTAF Podcast. No? Uh, no, come on. Uh, uh, WTAF This Country. This Country. Uh, we have a website, which is WTAF Podcast. Dot com. com. I'll give you a ding for that one. And then uh, email us at wtafthiscountry at hotmail.com. Well done. And you can also come and um, get gubbins and bits and pieces on. Gubbins. Page. Bernard Gubbins. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, just look on the website. It's fine. Thank you very much once again, guys. Thank you. It's been great chatting to Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, pal. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Now go and get plumbed, you fuckers. <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.